So I, my water broke that night at like nine and Junior was born that next morning at 9.08. And literally his face was on ESPN at like 10 a.m. That's so it was. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> so Jarius could still play. He could be there for the baby being born. Yeah. And he was could there. still play. Yep. That is amazing. <laughs> it was a cool experience. Okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work. Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA all-star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. (laughs) You just looked at me like, what? Well, you gave me that look. Today. Listen, we all got looks. Listen, if you talk to anyone, and they, if you were sitting right now with your partner, if they were with you, which oftentimes people listen to podcasts by themselves, but let's just say for a second, you guys were in each other's, in a car together. You're in a car together, and you were listening to this, and when I said everybody's got that look, I guarantee one of you looked at the other person and went, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that look. You know you that You gave look. me that look. I just gave it to you and it wasn't, again. It wasn't the good look. I gave it to you again because I don't know where you are going with this, but we have to talk about who we're interviewing. We today. all got looks. Yes. Okay. So today is Jarius and Martavia Wynn. So Jarius was a eight-year NFL veteran with uh played with the um Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl Super Bowl champion, champion. and they have Do you, if I was a Super Bowl champion I would wear my ring every year <laughs> on the Super Bowl I bet he we didn't ask that question oh, oh missed out yeah because uh it's very heavy and very large I that lots, ring. usually lots of diamonds they won in Dallas yes and then uh Martavia is a realtor and she's in a real, she's basically in Athens, greater Atlanta area. So we'll link all their stuff in our bio. Yeah. Jarius was a dog. Go dogs. There you go. UGA for all of our friends out there. And I'm a big 10 guy, but not so much. What is it called? SEC. Good job. Whoa. Look at me. I just brought that down. But if I was to root for an SEC team, it would be the dogs. Yeah, I um, I'm not gonna say anything because I always get uh very critiqued about the dogs because I just don't like the barking. Ooh, ooh. See, oh ooh, ooh. god, it bothers me so much. The barking, why we bark? Yeah, it's good. I they're don't like uh, it. they're a lot of fun. They got a man some fun things to listen for today. Well, Super Bowl story. It's not just a Super Bowl story. It's a literally. I'm gonna say it like this. It is a life-changing Super Bowl story. Not that the Super Bowl won't change your life, but this is like another level Super Bowl life-changing story. We are not going to give it away because it's that amazing. Yep. It really is. What else? Uh, So amazing it was on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. (laughs) Secondly, speaking of looks, we, we weren't watching them. We were on the phone with them. But there was a moment in this episode where she said something about that college class they were in, and apparently there was some other girl in the college class, and I guarantee when she said that, she gave him that look. The look. <laughs> so we're going to hear all about that. And lastly, I want to say, Jairus is going to tell us about one player that stood out 
a teammate of his, that stood out above all else in his uh, NFL practice. Career. Yeah, in his career, um, which is kind of cool. Something I didn't know about this guy, but I am a fan of his, even though he went to the University of Michigan. Oh, uh, boo. But wait, that's what? Big Ten. It is Big Ten. But Aren't it you is proud, you guys? I just knew that. Rival. I knew that. Yeah. I knew Big Ten team and I knew an SEC team. So here we go. We're going to hear how. Hang on. I, I got one other thing to say. We're going to hear how to <laughs> rope in a football player into family planning. That's the real key. The true strategy of getting. If it you're, was listen, it's if you're, so good. If you're married, if you're in a partnership with someone that is an is athlete, a diehard football player, there's some really practical ways you can loop them <laughs> in in this episode. Here we go. This is Jarius and Martavia Wynn. We met at Georgia. We both went to the University of Georgia. I had seen her a few times uh, on campus that she didn't notice. <laughs> and she just, I mean, everything about her just sparked me. She was in my, uh, by my campus one day and she was doing one of my teammates hair and I seen her again. So we made eye contact, but I still didn't say anything to her. And somehow we ended up in a, <laughs> in a summer class together. Um, what was that? What? Human sexuality. Human sexuality. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Oh, <Right>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I seen a walk in the room. I was just like, you know what? This is my chance. This is a good chance for me to say something to her. Um, and he didn't say anything. I still didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, <laughs> I got one of my teammates, one of my, one of my close friends, Jeff Owen, to to reach out to her because I was still a little shy, but I really just didn't know what to say to her because I was liking her that much. Even though, like, you know, in, in the beginning I was talking to girls, but it was just something about her that, you know, I wanted to make sure I was right, you know, about what I say. So he said something to her, and after that, like, we just became the best of friends. Um, we started hanging out having fun, just chilling with each other. Even though we was in a sexuality class, we, we never had sex. Um, <laughs> we just came we just came really good friends and I think that were really respect um I respect her about the most. Mm. Mm, I like it. Martavia, was that it for you? Like you knew right away? Well, um so Jarius was an athlete at UGA. So I wasn't the only girl that he was, you know, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Let's get it like this. I don't know what their involvement was, but just let's just say this. One day, a girl ran out the classroom crying. Oh, so, no. it yeah. was, so it was. It was definitely some type of involvement, but I I didn't know anything about it. But um, what ended up happening was we just became really good friends. Um, like you said, we just hung out a lot and um, we studied together a lot. The ironic thing is that um, I <laughs> Jerry. I helped Jerry with our first test and he scored higher than I did. <laughs> and, <laughs> and from there, we just, I don't know. We just took off from there. And that entire summer we spent together um, and we bonded and we just became really good friends. And we really didn't start dating. I would say probably until maybe four months later. Okay. And then um, there was actually a brief hiatus. We, <laughs> we stopped all communication, zero communication, no Facebook, no text message, no phone calls for about three months. And then one day Jerry called me out of the blue 
Um, and this was the new age of text messaging. So it was kind of weird for him to call me um, after three months. So he called my phone and I picked it up and I was kind of confused, but he asked me, could he make dinner for me? And if I could come over to his new apartment, because he was going to be training for the NFL combine down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we started dating in 2008. That phone call came January 2009. It's been inseparable since. I remember all this. <laughs> <laughs> and you have kids now, right? You got married and have kids? Yep. So, okay. So we got married in September 2010. And so Jerry's had a son from his high school girlfriend. That is the 12-year-old. And together, we have three kids, which is our eight-year-old. He was born... Uh, in 2011, he was actually born the day that Jerry's won the Super Bowl. Okay, I felt like I read something about that, and I needed to get a little bit more clarity on that. Yep. So you were in labor by yourself without your husband? So guys, I was, dis- <laughs> I was disobedient. I was 38 weeks pregnant. And traveling? And traveled. And traveled. <laughs> And when I say travel, I mean travel, travel. Yes, I traveled to Dallas for the Super Bowl. Flew to Dallas. Yeah, I did. I flew to Dallas. So you can imagine, I mean, (laughs) you're not supposed to be 36 weeks. I mean, after 36 weeks, you're not supposed to travel. But, I mean, they they wouldn't have known the difference between 36 weeks and 38 weeks. Yes, you know, you got to bend the rules just a little. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Exactly. And that was my, that was my argument. Because Jerry's was just like, no, you know, I don't think you should come. And I'm just like, it is the Super Bowl. This is once in a lifetime. I'm coming. It's my first baby. My doctor is predicting that I'm going to go to 40 weeks. So, you know, I'm just going to risk it. And mm-hmm. I risked it. And um, it was crazy because I arrived in Dallas on that Thursday. Everything was all good. Friday, everything was all good. We did a few um, football festivities. And then Saturday, we did something called the NFL Experience which is a museum that I had to walk around like three hours straight. Mm-hmm. And basically I just walked my baby out because that night at dinner, my water broke. Oh my goodness. Jerry's had a team meeting that night. Um, I did not tell him that my water broke when I was at that restaurant. I was too ashamed to tell him. <gasps> so, <laughs> so he left the restaurant with no idea that my water had broke. And you just took yourself to the hospital by yourself? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. no, no, no. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, he had an idea that I wasn't feeling well, but he did not know the extent to... He didn't know that I was in labor. Yeah, he didn't know that I was in labor. But what happened was he left and went to a team meeting, and his mom was like, you have to call him. So I called him, and I told him, and... The Packers like laid out this red carpet. It was unreal. It was like a, a movie. They um, when we got back to the team hotel, there were two fire trucks, two ambulances. Uh, I mean, that you would have thought that it was a crime scene the way that you know that they had everything out there. But <laughs> I was it, my water had just broken. I hadn't even started having contractions or anything. Um, you know, it was just. It was just, you know, so it was it was weird. I had to be carted out of the, the team hotel with all of the fifty other families, you know, of the of they the of the players. In the back. And I made them take me out of the side door because I didn't want a huge scene. So I didn't want to go out the front door of the hotel. So I made them <laughs> take me out the side door. This might be the craziest story we've ever had on our uh... It was unreal. Cool. It was it was crazy. Like 
it was crazy, but I did, I did pack a baby bag just to be safe. So I did have everything that I needed. A car seat? You had a car seat? No, I didn't have a car seat, but we did end up having to go buy a car seat that morning. Yeah, we got a car seat that morning because I didn't even stay in the hospital for 24 hours. Wow. So my water broke that night at like nine and Junior was born that next morning at 9.08. And literally his face was on ESPN at like 10 a.m. That's so it was. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. (laughs) So Jarius could still play. He could be there for the baby being born. Yeah. And he was there. He could still play. Yep. That is amazing. It was a cool experience. Now, Jarius, you're done with football, right? Yeah, I'm retired. So talk about that. Like, you know, the, the idea of being in the NFL, playing at University of Georgia, there's all these things that go along with that. And then it ends. I'm curious how, like when it all ended, how did that impact your, your family, your, you know, the time together in your marriage? Like it's probably night and day different. Is that a fair way to say it? Most definitely. Um, well, basically, you know, when you're playing ball, you really don't get that much, much time, that special time, you know, with your kids or with, with your wife. I mean, we see each other, I mean, at nighttime, but, you know, I'd be tired at that point. You know, she's probably tired from the kids. It's pretty much just getting them to bed, you know, making sure they're good, saying good night for me. But she was really doing all the work. But now it's just, it's different. Um, I'm very hands-on with them now. I do a lot around the house to help out. But, you know, when football was going, I would have never imagined, you know, how it would be now since I'm done. Hmm. And it's, it's a really good thing, you know, for me to really get to know them as, you know, separate, you know, who they really are. It's been very good. Hmm. And Martavia, you work right now, right? You're a realtor. Is that true? Yep. But I still, so, so this is my main thing. Um, I've always, I've stayed home with my kids since my, my first son was born back in 2011. I stopped working back in 2010. So I've always been home with them. Hmm. Well, I've always done volunteer work with Jarius being in different cities. Um, there's always like a wives association, you know, that goes with the team. So mm-hmm. um, I've done volunteer work um, in all of the cities that we've been in. But when I came back home, I was volunteering at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Athens. Um, a position became available and um, I prayed about it and I took that position. I was doing some resource development and marketing at the, the Boys and Girls Club. So I had a, a real corporate job back in 2017 and I realized very quick that it was something that I couldn't dedicate myself to because for me, my family is a priority. So I... I stopped that job and that's when I decided to go to real estate school. Um, I decided to go to real estate school because we, we started our real estate business back in November of 2016. And it, we, we just have had been investing in real estate. And that was because Jerry's was nearing the end of his football career. Um, he had, had gotten a, a bad injury. So we knew that we needed to sh- make a, a shift. So we went into real estate and I decided to get my license. Um, just to basically cut out the middleman, do all of the property searches and, you know, closing of the deals by myself, but I still work from home. So um, even though I, I have that job, I still do it from home and I still manage our real estate business from home. Just gives you a lot more flexibility so that you can have your own schedule. Exactly. Because the whole nine to five, that little time that I did it, it was just not for me. Like Colorado lines are 
you know, priority for me. I get a, a kick out of taking my kids to school and picking them up every day. So I just knew that, you know, dedicating myself to somebody else's schedule was not what I wanted. That's good. Also with all of this is uh, you guys navigating life now in a whole different sphere where Jarius, you're home more and doing a lot more. And then Martavia, you're working more, right? So how is that working out for y'all? Well, so for us, it has been a balancing act, I think, because even though Jarius is home now, he does all of the groundwork on all of our projects. So um, with our real estate investments, we we do everything from new construction to buy and hold to, um, yeah, we do flips, we do remodels, we do everything. So um, he is my my trooper that goes out and, you know, gets all of the materials and works with all of the guys and makes sure that all the projects are coming together. Whereas I'm on the back end and the things that I have to do as far as paperwork and keeping up with accounting and um, bookkeeping and that type thing. Um, I do that and, you know, it, it just, it just works. So we both do a lot as far as our business goes. And then, you know, once he comes home, you know, he'll help out with the kids or, you know, put them to bed or whatever, however he can help around the house. That's awesome. So um, I'm curious uh, as you, have kind of navigated this idea of, cause it's like you guys are, it sounds like you're working together in this business. Um, what have you figured out? Like what are the, what are the rhythms you guys have figured out in working together? How has that, how has that been? And what have you learned that you could share with others? The thing is about it is, you know, when you married, you know, you guys working together, it's about pretty much planning, you know, making sure you have a steady plan. When you marry, you have ups and downs. So you want to still want to keep business business. You got to separate the, the two emotional attachment from, you know, wife and husband to, you know, <laughs> to work with the business partner. So you really have to keep that separate. And, you know, we, we try to do a good job of that. You know, we, sometimes we run into some hiccups, but, you know, I think we're both strong leaders that we, we still follow through and make, make sure things happen. And then with your kids involved, I mean, you've got four and one, the youngest is two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that kind of play a role with everything that you have going on? It seems like you have a lot going on. Give us all your parenting tips right now. Give I us know. all the advice. Go ahead, it's, just, it's pretty much just a teamwork. You know, it's something that she needs. Like, I'm going to try my best to make it happen because, I mean, they're my kids as well. So I know I used to be playing football so much and it, it took a, a different transition for me. It took me a while to to get an understanding of it, but with her help and explaining it to me in a certain way, like this, we all here for one purpose, that's to make our, our kids better and make sure they're taken care of. So when she sat me down and explained to me about just, it's a team, everything about this is a team. Like you gotta be, you gotta sacrifice just like you do out there on the field. When she told me that, like it just opened up my eyes more to, get a very good understanding of, you know, what's going on instead of just leaving her with so much to do. You know, I have to make sure I uh, help out in the best way I can. It sounds like there was a moment. It sounds like there was a moment <laughs> where... Okay, where I, the team might not have been happening. There, there might not have been a teamwork moment. Then, <laughs> oh, no. Then there had to, uh, and there had Coach to come, Martavia had maybe to... Maybe uh, come to Jesus. <laughs> 
let me say this. When it, it wasn't like that at first. When I retired, like, I, I tore my ACL, so I went through a bad little time. Uh, it was just with everything, just with life itself. Uh, it was it was tough for me because I I wasn't I didn't want to be done playing football. Hmm. So I had just worked so hard to try to get back. And one day, my daughter had came to me and told me, like, Dad, I don't want you to play no more. Like, she was four years old. Yeah, she was wow. four years old at the point. She was just like, and I and I felt like, I felt like God was speaking to her because he had already told me. This. Hmm. He had gave me that feeling like you need to be done. So when she told me that it was tough for me to make that transition, you know, right then and there. But as time went along, I just caught on to it like anything else. When Jarius was playing football, that was his only like responsibility. You know, he was always away. He was he would wake up. I mean, typically he's gone. Yeah, he would be gone before we woke up. And when by the time he was coming home, because after practice there was treatment. You know, there you he didn't just get to come home. He had to, you know, go get in the hot tub. He had to go get a massage or go get therapy or whatever. Um, so he usually wouldn't get home maybe until like six thirty or so. Um, so he didn't really have any real responsibility at the house. Hmm. But when he was done with football, and it it was a it was a place for me that I had to you know give him grace and mercy because you know it was frustrating for him to be home and I felt like he wasn't doing anything. Hmm. So that's when that conversation had to be had, like, hey, you know, football is done. You know, you've made the decision to to retire. So, you know, we have to figure out a system to be able to make this work. Because even though, you know, you're not out there playing anymore, still, you know, it's a lot of things that have to, to get accomplished. And not only that, I got pregnant with my, my son, my baby. Actually, it was a couple of months before he actually decided to retire. So having a new baby, I just basically told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm basically going to need your help, you know. And he, he he stepped up. And as far as my baby goes, that was the first real experience of fatherhood for him. You know, as far as like hands-on fatherhood, he would be in and out, come, you know, kiss the baby, you know, come kiss the kids or play with them for a few hours or whatever. But he was actually there to, you know, hold him and rock him and bathe him and, you know, that type thing. So once he got his hands dirty with that, it was more so like, okay, you know, I think I can, I can help out. So I think that my son being born was the nudge that he needed to, you know, just get more hands on. Mm-hmm. So Jerry, let's talk to us a little bit more about your injury, and I'm sure you just had to have, you had to grieve. You had to grieve what you thought was going to be and that didn't become that. The first preseason game, 2015, it was maybe like the first or second, no, probably the second play of the game. Oh, my goodness. And I was just running straight ahead, and I felt something. I had got got my my leg cleat early in the game. First play, he got clean in the game, and I and I was kind of bleeding. So I went to the sideline, told them, uh, you know, I'm bleeding, and I felt something funny with my knee. But it wasn't like a hurt feeling. It wasn't like I couldn't like I couldn't believe it. So they told me. Then I got in. They just like you're done for the day. I don't need to, you know, you get hurt. You know, we need you for the season. And they just like I want to, you know, we just want to check your knee out. 
So then uh, the next day, I ended up going to get an MRI on my knee, and it said, it read that I tore my ACL. And I was just like, tore my ACL? Like, my knee don't even hurt. How can I tear my ACL? You know, went to went to see Dr. Andrews, and he seen, he looked at my knee, and we just like, you know, it's a tear. So I went, that's when I went and got my second opinion. And he said it was a tear, and he looked at it, and it was kind of stringy or whatnot, but I didn't feel it. So I still did not believe like my ACL was torn. But, you know, talking to a specialist, I mean, was no reason for him to tell no lie. So then I went into the process of, you know, having that surgery, you know, trying to overcome it and come back. And it was one of the toughest things that I ever been through. How long was that process? It was like nine months. Mm-hmm. Right about nine, took me like nine months. So it was just, it was just tough. Like I, I, I think I came strong in my faith uh, because I just didn't want to do anything anymore. Hmm. It took me to that point. Like just, it was just, just bad. Hmm. But you know, my wife was strong, strong enough to stand up beside me and you know guide me through it and help me through those bad days that I was having. I just. That I was gonna get up each and every day and just put my best foot forward. You know, you, it, it's really like a a real live reset without you mentioning the reset, but like the power mm-hmm. just going up. When in that process was it that your daughter came and told you she didn't want you to play anymore? I was healed by then. I was I was pretty much healed. Oh. Um, and you were like ready to go back and start again. And yes, I had tried out for the so, Browns. But so this is the thing, guys. The Bills released. Jarius from the team seven months into his ACL recovery. So, so on top of him being injured, he was no longer on that team anymore. So he, he didn't even have a job at this point. Hmm. Um, So, so of course, you know, what comes along with not having a job is, you know, the stress of, Oh my God, like I'm the primary provider, you know, my wife stays home. So, I feel like his main concern was always, how am I going to provide? Football is, you know, football is all I know. Like, you know, what am I going to do from this point forward? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the NFL, it's, it's a harsh reality that, you know, uh, a horse with a broken leg, like, you know, they take them out to the barn and, you know. <laughs> so it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it, it, the reality is that, you know, you ha- we had to face that. And, he he had to go try out for another team and that that team told him that his knee was not solid yeah. you know that it was not where it needed to be then i had spoke with dr andrews as well so he had mentioned the same thing so he, he recommended me going ahead and retire and it was just still at that point where you feel like man i know i can still go you know i know i can still play this game but you know, you just got to be thankful for, well, I know for me, I had to be just thankful for, you know, that time that I did play, though, eight years I did play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had to, you know, prepare my mind at that point, especially when my daughter said something to me, to make that transition. If you're sitting with another person and their partner was kind of in a moment where it's like they're, they finished, you know, their last job has ended, they're struggling with, their purpose, their identity, because they're in this in-between time trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. I mean, how would you advise that partner? Because I have a feeling there's somebody listening right now that um, 
that has a partner that's like they they haven't found what they're gonna do next and they're at home and they're struggling and sense elements of depression and elements of just sadness and um how, how would you advise that partner to to encourage that person i just knew that jerry's was more than his job um and i just wanted him to dig deeper to you know to understand that football is you know just a, a stepping stone it's something that can can take you you know where you allow it to take you to so for me i just kept banging in his mind like hey you know you're more than a football player you're more than an athlete you just have to figure out what it is that you love so i would tell that person to just basically to to just be encouraged and speak words of encouragement and to also give them their space mm. that's the main thing um because you know for a lot of people once their spouse is you know at home and they don't really know what's next the you know they, they'll sit there and ask you know so what are you going to do next or you know what what's your, <laughs> you know what's your plans or you know i never i never put that type of pressure on him hmm. i just basically you know wanted to know i would ask questions like so what do you like what do you like doing the most you know outside of football what do you want to do you know i I would ask those types of questions and not make him feel like pressured mm. because I, I mean, I can't find his purpose. That's the main thing. I, I couldn't find his purpose outside of football. It was something that he would just have to, you know, look for within himself. You have to refine your passion of doing something that makes you happy. And I, I feel like don't look at it as a job. Just look at it as something that you would do, even if you wasn't getting paid for. Mm. And that's what I found into uh, the real estate stuff. Just watching the houses come along, come up, going through things that was messed up, like the house we just did, the burnt house, mm-hmm. going through that house and, you know, seeing a lemon turn into lemonade. Mm. That's what I call it. So it's just, you know, you just got to find something that you really love doing. So will you encourage your kids to play football? Oh, no. My thing, I would I would not kill that dream because that was my dream and my mama all like as a kid, like mom I always tell my mom I was gonna play professional football. And she just agreed with me, like, that's something you wanna do, son, you, you can do it. You know, I'm gonna push them to, to be the best at whatever they wanna do. But it's tough, like the whole sacrificing your whole body each and every day. Man, wear and tear. Like, Jerry's has had brain injuries and concussions. So it, it's just totally different when you don't been through it. And you and you know what you that what you don't been through, and you for your kids to go through it. It's, it sucks. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's real. That is real. Because I mean, I think the statistics are really high in the NFL, right? With yeah. Injuries and um being in the NFL for a short period of time, right? What is... Right. Exactly. No, well, no. The, the, the average the average is three years. Okay, that's Jerry's what I played thought. eight. Right. Wow. Yeah, the average is three. Jerry's played eight, so he is definitely like an that's old That's an amazing head. career, right? Yeah. That's it. You just... You doubled. You over doubled. He called me old. He was <laughs> they definitely called me old. They called you old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's only 32, but, you know, for football, that's ancient. That is it is. But no, we we're actually going through that battle right now with our eight year old. Um, he's dying to play tackle football. And 
we are like, no, you know, just play flag for now. Um, he's a very smart kid. And, you know, we just, we want him to tap into other things. So we make sure he's, his time is occupied year round with all sports. Mm-hmm. Um, he does everything under the sun. He's going to go play golf a little bit later. But, you know, we we actually encourage him to do everything other than tackle football. Um, and we, we break it down to him. It doesn't mean that we don't want him to play. It's just that, you know, I would I would rather him make that type of decision once he gets, like, you know, fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Tell us about your Super Bowl besides uh, your baby being born. Tell us about your that experience for you was that your I man it's got to be a blur with a baby you cannot oh, talk man, about it was emotional i was like i think i was in like an emotional rate like i was pretty <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really like it was a really good feeling like that like when when, when i found out that she was going to have a baby like i was just like i was so so nervous like I didn't know what it, if I should sleep, if I should stay up with her, or whatever. Like I was just all over the place. Like, I got a game in the morning. I just, I just didn't know what to do. So I was just nervous. But when the baby got here, it was just pretty much let me know, hey man, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game tonight. <laughs> and it happened. All right. Well, we ask every couple we interview this final question. Is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? I definitely think it is. The person has to be willing to sacrifice for each other. And that can be hard at times, but I really think the world can change for love. I 100% think that it's possible, but... I do think that it takes major sacrifice from both people. And I think as Jerry was saying earlier, that as long as there's a plan, um, we have a whiteboard in our room that has all of our scheduling stuff, all the things that the kids have that week. We, we just have to make sure that everything is planned out. And not only that, I think that it requires just understanding, communicating the needs of each other. Because again, I mean, it's day to day and my needs might change day to day. So I just think that communication is key, but I do think it's possible. I love it. So wait, your whiteboard just before, uh, <laughs> before we go back, I want to talk, tell me about that whiteboard. What's on the whiteboard and how do you guys uncover it together? When, when do you read, is it, is, if it's not on the whiteboard, it's not happening or tell me about the whiteboard. Well, yeah. So that's the thing. Like we, we just started our whiteboard. Um, and it's just, I would say probably a few, a month ago or so, and we had to do it because we were overwhelmed with work and we, we have so many different projects. So basically, we just write down any appointments that we may have, um, any supplies that we may need, meeting times. Um, our kids do a lot of extracurricular stuff. So um, anytime that they have games, we write that down. Everything. We just write down everything. <laughs> All of life on that board. Yeah, everything. Um, even when it comes to, um, well, our grocery list is not on the whiteboard, but <laughs> we 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 do. I I keep notes in my in my phone for grocery list, and we text each other. You know the things that we need, and you know, like I say, it's just it's all about communicating. I love it. And planning. 
Yeah, that's what I told you. (laughs) (laughs) I picked up on Martavia. She's integrated all the football tools to get into Jerry's mind. (laughs) She's got the whiteboard. I love it. She knows. She's calling plays. You got to think about it. I've been doing this for like, as a kid, like having a structural thing that I need to do. And I, I, I work well off of that because I've been doing it for so long. So basically, like, at first, she wasn't good with that. She, mm-hmm. she didn't want to do it, but I was like... I'm very spontaneous. Yeah, very. She's calling audibles now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very spontaneous. So Jerry's right. was just like, Martavia, you have to, like, give me a plan. You have to give me a schedule. Like, you know, because when he was in the league, literally... He would come home and he would put his little form. They would print out a form every week. And, it, you know, he would put like it on, re- on the refrigerator or on the counter. Mm-hmm. And it would show every single thing that he, every, I mean, if he had to be at breakfast at 7 a.m., if he had to be at lunch at 12, Whole the, life the lunch choices out. that they're going to have. Like, it's every single detail of their day is planned out. I just had to get on board. I like it. Adaptability right there. <laughs> yeah, I just had to get on board for that. So that that has helped us out a lot. So y'all y'all know Martavia make this house move. She make everything go. <laughs> I just I just I just follow the rules. <laughs> See. <laughs> And now it's time for the breakdown. Yes. Break it down, Andre. Break it down. I, no, you don't need to dance right Having here. Having a story. Now listen, like Andre. That. For the record, we haven't talked about this before, but Andre. She can break it down on the dance floor. She is known by our friends as a person that will dance you the night are away. embarrassing me. And why are we talking about my dance moves on our podcast? Well, we just had an excellent podcast with Jarius and Martavia. We should talk about it. We'll break that. it down for us. Uh, so their story of their baby being born on the Amazing. Super Bowl is the best story ever. Now, they named him Junior. I thought it would have had something like related to the Super Bowl. I like didn't what? say that to them, but I, like if I would have named if Super, my, yeah, like I bowl, mean, like what? <laughs> I don't know, like Golden Win. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, maybe his middle name could have been XLV for the number of the Super Bowl. Maybe it is. We didn't even know. We didn't even ask. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We I feel like I want some more detail. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> But that story is insane. That's really great. I can't, 38 weeks, she's traveling. That was on her. (laughs) But everything worked out. I remember when I traveled really close to that, too, and I got in trouble, too. Yeah, you threw up in the back of a... Actually, this is a long story. It's a bad life decision. (laughs) The back of a cab in New York. I was not with you. You missed your flight. But who's remembering all? It doesn't matter. It's cool. It doesn't matter. Take your time up there in New York. It, it, listen, it was like my last time to go to New York City, but I forgot like the cabs were crazy and I was very sick. I, very did, sick. I did love the fact that she has found a way to minimize all family responsibilities. Simplify, not minimize. Simplify. Simplify, yes. Simplify all the... So she whiteboards the week. <laughs> That's great. She... Uh, it's teamwork. Let's use let's use the words. Let's right? keep talking about teamwork. teamwork. We got each other's backs. We got We're each not other's gonna back. let each other down. Right. Nobody's gonna break through. She was like, I don't I didn't know. No want- one breaks through the line. <laughs> Nobody breaks Is that through. the right football word? I don't know. 
I loved it. I think that's the right one. Obviously, I'm a big football person. Um, I really, so let's get serious. I do like how she really reminded him about his true identity. Yeah. So when he was really struggling, having a really hard time with his injuries and not going back to football, um, just the constant reminder that he is more than his job. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be something that we all need reminders of in whatever career that we're in besides just something as big as the NFL. Yeah, I also loved that he listened to his daughter. I thought that was one of the most beautiful things. Mm -hmm. We've heard this from one other couple one time where a child in the family actually impacted the purpose of the father Mm -hmm. and the purpose of the family. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we forget we we forget that that voice is is an important voice in our life, and to and take it's the space to hear so it. pure yeah. and pure hearted. Yeah, from coming from a child. Yeah, that I do think it should like give us that double take. Yeah, you know. So that keep that beautiful. in mind as you go through this week ahead. I would take a moment and listen to your kids, see what they're really thinking about you, your work your family, your marriage. Yeah. Maybe you should maybe you should consider their perspective in this question of love or work. That's another episode. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. This episode was produced by DJ Obdiggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.